Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop, which is taking place on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer to sign up. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to identify simple solutions and systems that will make a massive difference and ripple effect inside of your center. I'm going to help you create efficiency where you need it most and understand what is causing your school to feel so hectic and where those big pain points are. We're going to clarify your center's priority system to improve this summer. I'm going to show you how to audit those systems. We're going to define your desired outcomes, and you're going to leave the workshop with a simple plan that will make huge impact. And by simple, I mean very simple. No complex, no multi-step processes. Super, super simple. No one has time for long things. No one has brain capacity for extra stuff. We need simple things that have massive impact. Go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer, and I'll see you there. Welcome to the Schools of Excellence podcast, where we have conversations about education, leadership, and building a school of excellence. The goal on this show is to bring you clarity, up-level your mindset, and give you practical strategies and inspiration so you can show up with confidence and trust your decision-making. I'm Khan Wolshansky. I'm a mom of four under 10, a former New Yorker, and been in the early childhood field my entire life. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Schools of Excellence podcast. Today is our second episode in our four-part series of the Four Shields of a Difficult Conversation. So last week, I introduced the concepts of difficult conversation and the four shields. And we spoke about blaming last week. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to that episode, go over there and after you listen to this one and check it out. Today, we're going to be talking about the most common shield of the difficult conversation, which is crying. So I want to get started with why teachers cry during conversations, right? Whether that's a difficult conversation, a performance review, a goal setting meeting, there's four most common reasons of why staff cry during conversations. Number one, they anticipate hurt. They're anticipating that they're going to be in pain in a couple of moments. Number two, their pride is on the line. Many times you're talking to them about something that is, you know, poor performance. And so their ego and their pride is on the line right now. Number three, they worry about their livelihood and how they will make ends meet. Many times when teachers are called in for conversation, they are bringing previous trauma of, you know, previous bosses or previous work environments into the conversation. And so they're worried that in a performance review, it might mean that they're getting fired, which couldn't be farther from the truth, but they're still worried about that. And so sometimes that's another reason why teachers cry. And the fourth reason is they are worried about losing status in your eyes. For many people, acceptance, belonging, approval, are very, very, very important. For all of us, the sense of belonging, the sense of approval is critical, right? That That's how we come together as social beings. But then for some people, approval is detrimental and loss of approval is like, it's the end. And so when they're having a conversation with you, losing approval in your eyes is really hard. And so they start crying. So it's important to remember that It's not what happens to us that causes the emotional response. It's what we believe 
about what happens to us that causes the emotional response. Okay, I'm going to say that again. It's not what happens to us. It's not the actual conversation that causes the emotional response. It's the belief of what is actually happening. Okay, so let's take an extreme example like death. Right. When someone close to us dies, it isn't the death that makes us grieve. It's the loss of the connection. We miss the relationship. We mourn the absence of the person that we loved so deeply and they are no longer with us. That's what we're crying. Right. We're mourning that we're in grief for that. Because death in itself, right, if you think about a terrorist who was killed or whatever it is, that death doesn't make us cry. It doesn't make us mourn. When Osama bin Laden was killed, that wasn't a sad day for America. That was a happy day. That was a feeling of relief of their death, that a person like that is no longer able to create destruction and loss and hurt to thousands of Americans, right? So it's not death in itself. It's the perception of the loss of the connection or the mourning of that relationship that we miss so deeply. And the reason I'm saying that is because when a teacher's crying, they're not crying that you're having this conversation with them. They're not crying that, you know, they came late for five days in a row and now you're telling them that this is not okay. They're not crying about being late. That is the tip of the iceberg. It's about something underneath that, right? Because the conversation in itself coming late isn't something that warrants crying, right? It's the belief and the perception of how the person's perceiving that lateness. Like, oh my gosh, now I'm losing status. Oh my gosh, now I'm worried about my livelihood. That's why they're crying. So I want you to think about that for a minute because that's really important to understand the distinction. So what we're really striving for as leaders is to create an environment where teachers are honored and nurtured. And that's why we need to understand where are the tears coming from and how do we navigate that? So what happens in a school is very often when I see directors or owners having these conversations, they stop the moment any emotion is expressed they just put a stop to the conversation. They have a belief that emotion signifies that the employee is not in a place to receive feedback right now. But it's not true. Just because you're seeing an emotion like crying or blaming or deflection or victimhood or whatever it is, that is not a signal that the employee is not in a good place right now to receive information. So many times it's completely unconscious that the teacher is crying or any emotion is coming out. Think about a two-year-old tantrum. After enough times, the data will tell them, when I cry, I get the candy. Well, a teacher learns very quickly. When I cry, the conversation stops. The toddler in the candy store, when he cries, if you do give in even once, the next time they cry louder and the next time they cry louder and they keep trying to see what can I do to get the candy. So with an employee, when you stop the conversation, you show them, you don't have to do this if you're upset. You don't have to do this. You don't have to come on time. You don't need to have better performance. You don't need to stop this behavior. You don't need to do X, Y, and Z if you're upset. That's not how we do things in grown-up world. That's not a school of excellence. 
It's okay to be upset. You can honor feelings. And as grownups, we still need to have conversations even when it's uncomfortable, even when it's hard, even when you're frustrated. Hey there. Are you an owner of a preschool or childcare who wants to know what is the next stage of growth look like for your school? You see, growth isn't always about numbers or more locations. Growth can mean the stage of development for your school. So many people are looking for, how do I take my school to the next level? But the question you need to be asking is, what are the priorities that you need to set in your calendar every day, every week, every month to hit those goals? There's no secrets. Results follow the calendar. Results follow the calendar. So I'm doing a special workshop called the Ideal Week for High Achieving Owners. I'm going to be teaching you the top priorities that you need to focus on to move your school in the right direction. Whether you're looking at exit strategy or retirement and you're looking for how do I train my next in line, or you're looking to step away and more focus on big picture vision and you want to train and hire people to run the school for you and the day-to-day -day operations. I'm going to walk you through how to build out a calendar that serves your lifestyle and stage of life that you're in. Because guess what? Your ideal week is very different from a different high achieving owner's ideal week, depending on the stage of life that you're in and what your personal values and priorities are. We're going to bring it all together. In this 90 minute session, I'm going to be teaching you all of this and giving you time to ask your specific questions about your life, your calendar and your school. You're also going to be able to hear from other owners what is working for them in their stage of growth, in their season that they're in right now. It's a small group of owners. We're going to be meeting on a private link on Zoom so that you can truly take this time to mastermind and learn with other amazing owners. If you know this is you and you want to stop hemorrhaging money in the wrong places, you want to stop doing diffused energy in a bunch of different directions that aren't moving your school forward. If you know this is you, then I encourage you to click the link in the show notes and reserve your spot for this amazing workshop. You can let your employees express their emotion, right? I'm not telling you to tell them, stop crying. They can cry. Maybe they need to take a minute. Maybe they need to take a break to collect themselves. And then you pick up the conversation when they have regrouped themselves. Because the purpose of the difficult conversation is to hear one another. And many times the emotions involved in conversations are key to unlocking the real issues at hand, right? You won't get to the data points. You won't solve the problem without receiving or expressing the emotion. Crying is data. Crying is data. So we want to create the environment where the teacher's emotions are honored and validated. So just like with kids, you could be upset, but you can't hit your friend when you're upset. You can cry that you want that toy, but grabbing is not allowed. Same concept, right? You're allowed to have an emotion. You can cry. You could be upset. You could be angry. You could be frustrated and accountability. You can't hit your friends. There's no name calling. There's no teasing. You can't grab. So with staff, it's the exact same way. You can be hurt that another coworker didn't pull in their weight, but gossiping is not allowed. You can be frustrated that deadlines are hard to keep because your life is spiraling out of control, but you're a professional. 
So you still need to meet the deadline. Even if life is really hard for you right now, you still need to meet the deadline. So I want to validate and I want to honor that things are hard and I want to hear you, right? She's crying because her life is spiraling out of control. You're going to be there. You're going to honor it. You're going to validate where she's coming from. You're going to listen. And there needs to be accountability. You're a professional. You still need to meet these deadlines. So let's bring everything here full circle here, right? Because what I want you to understand is crying is a shield, right? It's one of the shields of the difficult conversation where subconsciously teachers or leaders start crying as a way to pause and halt the conversation. And what I want you to actually say is, I understand you're really upset. Let's take a couple minutes and regroup. I understand this is really difficult to hear. Here are some tissues. Let me go grab you a cup of water. Let's regroup in five minutes. Because it's in those moments where the transformation happens. It's in those moments that when we tell someone, hey, take five minutes, grab these tissues, let's continue where we left off, that you show the person, I see you, I hear you, I want to be here for you, and we're still going to have this conversation. So for today, I want you to be thinking about, as you go through this week, where have you possibly stopped conversations the moment you saw tears? Where does, like, how does that show up for you? How does that make you uncomfortable? Because if it does, that's okay. We want to start leaning into that. We want to start being okay with the tears and the emotion and the uncomfortability. And if you want scripts to be able to navigate that better, you can always check out the show notes. We have our scripts workbook. Highly recommend um, checking that out where we have dozens and dozens of scripts of how to navigate these really difficult conversations. So you can have a script so you're not flying by the seat of your pants and you have that structure for empathy and accountability. So this is the second shield of the difficult conversation, crying. Last week, we spoke about bleeding. Today was crying. Next week, we're going to talk about deflection. So I hope you join us next week. Thanks so much for listening. If you are loving the Schools of Excellence podcast and have gotten any value out of it for your school, I would love if you can do two things for me. One, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And two, can you please leave us a review? Reviews help other school leaders know that this is the place to learn how to build a school of excellence. And I would be so grateful if you can do that for us. Your help and support makes this show to be able to be listened by the thousands of other school leaders all around the world. Thanks so much for listening, for giving us your time and attention each and every week. And I appreciate that you have joined us. Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can click the link in the show notes or go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to optimize your already efficient systems or help you tweak some ones that need a little bit more tweaking to help you enter the 2024-2025 school year with ease, with success, and with calmness. Increase your profitability, reduce your expenses, and more than anything, just help you buy back some of your time. I look forward to seeing you there.